Welcome to Kindly Gifted. I'm your host, Kate Tarantiva, and I can't wait to unwrap the world of influence with you. Every day, your gifted episodes, see what I did there, to help you become fluent in the business of creativity and learn the best kept industry secrets to creating an online presence worth remembering. It's really like having a momager on speed dial. So let's dive into it. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Are you on the side of TikTok where people were like trying to cancel Michaela Nagara for saying that being an influencer is a difficult job? Did anybody else see that? I feel like this is a very timeless topic because we're going to we're going to continue talking about this so long as we have celebrities and influencers and people of influence because um it's just going to be a forever topic. Um and I wanted to ta- take a moment to talk about that. First of all, I, I just want to say that You know, I'm not defending Michaela, but I'm also not trying to cancel her. I am in a place where it is quite literally my job to understand what people are going through and why they're going through that within their career and how to um, help them get closer to their goals as a personal brand and, you know, the learning lessons, the crisis management, avoiding those kinds of situations, et cetera, et cetera. So for me, it's just very interesting how she's navigating this and how the people are responding. So if you don't know the situation, basically Michaela Nagara, who's a very famous beauty influencer, I wouldn't necessarily call her like a celebrity or a person of influence quite yet, simply because she hasn't founded any brands yet. She's still in that point where I would call her like a mega influencer. Um, You know, she's making the majority of her money from brand deals, from event attendances, things like that. But she hasn't yet started investing into other people's brands from what I know um, and has not founded her own brand. Although I do see her getting into like mainstream media very soon, but that's still to come. So... Michaela was previously working, I believe she was in college, but she was also working at Ulta either full-time or part-time or something of the sort. Um, Her significant other is in the nine-to-five world. I believe he's in construction. And now she is a mega influencer, and it happened in a very, very short period of time. And I understand exactly why, because she makes people feel so loved and so heard and so understood on her social media pages. Her her true and this is why I say that I do see her becoming like a mainstream celebrity or person of influence is because she prioritizes her audience so much her emphasis is on creating friendships and relationships with her audience that's why her account exists aside from of course her passion of makeup but her passion of makeup is the tool that she uses to connect with people, right? So it's not about her. It's about the people that she knows is watching her, supporting her. So she has a very good grasp on the fact that like there are other people involved. Now, the reason I say that this is inevitably always going to be a conversation so long as we have celebrities and influencers is because 
If you look at the trajectory of most celebrities and influencers, no matter if they're a nepotism baby, if they they were born into a certain industry, or if they went from working a nine to five or being a server or being in the blue collar field to being a well-known celebrity or influencer or person of influence of some capacity is because at some point, the more they grow, the bigger the goals they have, the more they achieve, they lose touch with a reality that is shared by the 99%. You can see that in in any form of influence. You can see that in Jeff Bezos. I remember seeing a documentary about him. Wow, that is literally so on brand to say. Because (laughs) I love watching documentaries about people, obviously. So it makes sense this is my job. But at the very beginning when he started out, he was bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. The whole goal was to make resources accessible to people that, especially people that were living in rural communities or places where you have to drive like 10 15 miles to the nearest grocery store, right? Having some stuff delivered to your house is amazing, right? So he started out, even his attitude was totally different. It was just like, yay, we're making this thing accessible to people. Like, this is amazing. I obviously have like bigger goals. I want to like buy other businesses. I want to take over the world. But like, oh my gosh, we're helping people. This is amazing. And now, you know, he's one of the most hated men in the world, He's one of the most admired men in the world, but he's also one of the most hated men in the world because of, despite the fact that his business is doing a lot of good and and bringing a lot of convenience to people, it's also bringing that convenience at the expense of his employees' inconveniences, right? Like we hear these horror stories about how they don't have bathroom breaks, they have to meet these quotas, they don't even really get like the full wage that they're promised unless they meet a certain quota. So it's like, you know, positively affecting people's lives, but it's also negatively affecting a lot of people's lives, right? And he has made so much money now that he's living in a totally different world. And he doesn't understand the world that ordinary people live in. Um, From a celebrity perspective, we see the same thing with Beyonce. Granted, Beyonce was born into this industry, so I don't necessarily think that she has ever had like a nine to five, right? Because during the age where most of us had jobs in retail or in restaurants, like Beyonce started out full-time in the music industry. But she also started a wave of controversy where she released a a song called Break Your Soul that was about leaving your 9 to 5. And singing it with her whole chest, by the way, as if she knows exactly what that means. And people were really weirded out because it's like, what, what do you mean Beyonce singing about leaving her nine to five? She don't got a nine to five. The fuck? Right. Um, and she could even like quit being an artist now and, and be completely fine until her passing because that's how much f- money and funds and other businesses that she has that is funding her her lifestyle, and she's living in a completely different reality than the people that are supporting her. But I do think it was incredibly smart to release that song because it does create some sort of connection with her audience so that people kind of forget that there is somebody who has completely different numbers in their bank account um, and, you know, complete diff- living in a completely different world and mindset 
but is still trying to connect with with an audience that is kind of over the whole like look at all my dollar bills look at all my rolexes and like i you know they want music that's more relatable so i see why she released that song but at the same time it's like hello i don't think you get it um and so going back to michaela this is what's happening in her life it's just happening at a faster rate than we're used to we saw michaela two years ago a a college student working at Ulta. Fast forward, she's now a mega influencer, bought a house, probably bought her parents' houses at this point, has a significant other that, you know, she could technically fund his lifestyle too, traveling the world, has brands that are paying her like tens of thousands of dollars for a single post, is able to buy copious amounts of makeup to do organic reviews things that like you know other creators in her field can can only dream of right and we have not yet seen people go from zero to a hundred this quickly TikTok is kind of that first era of where that is happening so fast and so it's causing a lot of oh, who do you think you are? Two years ago, you were nobody. And like, we, you know, took you here, we took you further. And now you're complaining about the fact that an influencer is such a hard job. So from, you know, the public's perspective, I understand why people are upset. From the perspective of somebody who influenced people's behavior behind the scenes for brands, like that's what art directors do do that was my job when I was working within brands full-time is using consumer psychology and human behavior in general in order to predict how people will make purchasing decisions and and ultimately manipulate them into buying stuff on behalf of brands like that's what advertising is um I can say that influence in any capacity whether you are working within a brand or you are working as a social media influencer, or you are a person of influence like Kim Kardashian, Beyonce, Rihanna, do those, are those jobs maybe easier than physical labor? Yes. Are those jobs mentally easier? I would argue no. And I'm not saying this from, this is not anything having to do with intellectual anything this is having to do with the amount of public scrutiny that you receive as a person of influence I would even argue that like when I talk to to people of influence the things that they go through I I can I have never gone through having worked a nine-to-five nobody's like scrutinizing me you know, from around the world, right? I can kind of hide behind an employer, hide behind a a computer or a desk. They experience things that 99% of people, especially the people that are, uh, that are criticizing them won't ever understand. Um, And it's, they're being scrutinized for everything, for their body, for their beauty, for um, their voice, their behavior, their significant others, their children, their home life, their houses, everything, right? If you saw the Bling Ring documentary, you saw how easy it was to find a celebrity's address. And that puts that person in in a lot of danger, especially to somebody who maybe doesn't like them, right? With ordinary people, if you don't like somebody, you're 
most likely not going to like look them up on the internet, find their house and then like go rob them and expect that they're going to have like, you know, 15 Chanel bags that you can just take. Like that doesn't even cross your mind because that's not how you think. But with a celebrity, like those things are are real dangers. And again, I'm not necessarily defending Michaela for what she said, because I, like I said, I, I do think she's getting to a point where she's getting out of touch with reality because most of her friends are also influencers, right? She's living in this amazing lavish home. She is interacting with people that she maybe didn't interact with before. And so things are changing and shifting for her and her difficulties are becoming relative now to her current job and what she currently knows. She's not necessarily relating it back to her Ulta days, right? She's thinking about what she's going through now. But there are things that people of influence experience that a lot of people don't experience and don't know. Being an influencer in and of itself is a psychological art. You are influencing other people's behavior. Meaning you have to after a certain point, kind of predict how they will behave, right? And this goes from a very small thing from like getting a certain amount of views on your video to larger things like, okay, I'm launching a brand. I need to know that people are going to buy this product or I'm going to, I'm attending a meet and greet. I have to know that people are going to come. Like my job, my influence is on the line. It kind of depends on these things. And so Most of the time, influencers aren't really taught that side of things because the people that become very successful influencers or people of influence either have a team that's doing that for them or they just kind of naturally have a pulse on that thing. So, which is usually the case. You usually have like just like a a very good natural pulse on being relatable, being aspirational, being motivational. You kind of are more or less aware of like what it is that it makes you so magnetic to people and then after a while you get a team or an agent or a publicist or like a personal branding strategist or somebody that's like you know hey I can help you with this thing like you really have talent you and then you're like oh really that's so cool tell me more and then that person is is guiding you hopefully guiding you not taking advantage of you guiding you through this industry um, that's normally how it works, but you just, it, it, to a certain extent, like you, this is why I have said before, it's like, you can teach people the business aspects of being an influencer, right? Like how to convert and how to like create your videos and how to, you know, structure your content, create a content. You can teach somebody that you can teach anybody that <laughs> it's not that hard. Okay. But the hard part is dealing with negativity is dealing with public scrutiny um is knowing how to influence people's behavior those things are difficult to do you either do it and you learn how to do it through experience right or you are just naturally good at it it's not really something that you can teach you just kind of have to have a pulse on it that's why you have such a small portion of like successful people of influence and a large portion of people who want to get there and who have been told that like all you need to do to get there is like buy my course that teaches you how to like create hashtags and a content strategy and like that's wonderful but like that's not necessarily going to turn you into an influencer or a person of influence right because influence is an art so There are things that I would encourage you, B, 
before, if you will, you know, as a consumer, follow influencers or celebrities or people of influence. Be kind. Try to be understanding. Um, it won't always work that you will understand what they're going through, but try to be understanding. If that person is being rude and disrespectful, okay, yeah, that's maybe a little bit of a different story. Like, move on. But if you are an influencer, a person of influence listening to this, and you have gone through a similar experience where people don't really try to understand what it is that you're going through, but instead try to shove how privileged you are, you know, down your throat, it it can be a, a challenging experience because at that point, it's important to find people who are kind of in the same experience as you and they're they're going through the same things and try to connect with those people and talk with them like how are you going through that kind of stuff how are you um dealing with negativity or trolls or hate so I think my biggest recommendation for anybody who puts themselves out there online is find your tribe of people that you can fall back on and lean on and come to when it is that you're going through certain things that only they can understand. Because the last thing you want to do is experience any type of negativity and hate and scrutiny by yourself. You know, have somebody that you can lean on, that you can come to and go through those experiences together. Thanks for tuning in to Kindly Gifted. To support the podcast, please leave a review, share with your friends, and don't forget to subscribe. Make sure you follow me on TikTok at Kate Mob for more creative secrets from the internet's momager. See you on the next episode of Kindly Gifted.